what's up? Welcome back to the Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. And I'm. this is going to definitely be a ramble. And it's been interesting. You know, this is like a... I hate to use say this, but I mean, it feels like... And I got to get the... I got to get a, a good date for when I would say... Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to break things up between the pre-corona world and the post-corona world, right? But I don't know if I should say that yet because we're still in the corona situation. But you know how we had 9-11, the, the date changed. So I'm not really, I'm not, I don't really have the exact date yet, but I definitely want to, I definitely can see that happening. And I've waited, I have a podcast, it could be two, but I know it's one for sure. Where I talk about AOC, and 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 I might have mentioned her in other podcast, but I definitely have one where I, I speak about AOC, and I I give my what is the word I want to say? I, I kind of I mean I kind of I mean I think the podcast is called Why AOC is a Fraud. I mean it was you know <laughs> I mean it was definitely a ramble, and but it's definitely something that I don't take back. And the interesting thing is. The more and more I see and I observe her, the more and more I see that this is true for what I said in the podcast. Because when I was saying that back then, I was coming from the standpoint of her. I mean, she she originally pissed me off because she didn't back Tulsi Gabbard, and then she didn't back Bernie Sanders at the time. So the podcast was really more about her not backing Bernie at that time. And at that time, they were talking about you know it was where she basically was even having a meeting with Elizabeth Warren to see who she would back, Warren or Sanders. And at the time, I was like, oh, man, her back in Elizabeth Warren would be insane, right? Because she's really, she, she presents herself as a socialist, right? She, that's what she says. And she is a more radical version, supposedly, than somebody like Elizabeth Warren. So Bernie Sanders would, would fit that more. And it's kind of interesting because when you look at it from a certain aspect, at the time, then about like let's say like I think it was three weeks later, a month later, she Rashida Talib, um, Senator Umar, they came Representative Umar, I'm sorry, they came and they backed Bernie at, at that moment. So then I was like, oh well, maybe they're making me look. I mean, I I still I still didn't take it back, but I was like, ah, oh. you know, she's playing politics and you know it happens, and I still don't like that, but I I can see where this comes from, right? And then so she backed Bernie. I mean, obviously Bernie, I mean, he's not over, but it's basically he's basically done against Joe Biden. And it feels like, you know, Corona makes this stuff feel like, even when I'm talking about it sometimes, it always feels secondary because we don't really know what the world's going to look like after this is settled. And we and definitely, we don't even know how the election process, like the, we know how election process is going to look, but we don't know how it's going to affect voting. And we all know it's going to affect voting. And we probably know, I would say, the next month or two is crucial when it comes to let's say how it affects voting, right? So if it goes real, if it goes smoother than usual, because I think Trump's White House said they're projecting between a hundred to two hundred thousand deaths, right? And so if it, I think if it goes a hundred thousand deaths, if somehow it go even below a hundred thousand deaths, he's Trump is fine. He's going to win, I think. Even 200,000, he probably could, I mean, it probably would infect them. But anything higher than that, and, and, I don't, and I don't think it's just deaths. I definitely think deaths is one thing, but he's going to also be judged on how the economy bounces back too because 
and and trust me, the, the economy is not like we're going to go through recession, right? So it's not like I'm, I'm saying it's going to bounce back, like it's going to be back to normal after Corona. No, this it's going to be a different world. But depending on how different it looks, it's going to affect him. So, you know, sometimes when I talk about these subjects, I have this in mind and I'm like, oh, I don't even know I should be talking about them because it feels it feels like this has been everything that people will complain about when it comes to the political world is, is being put in the back burner. But let's just play. Let's just play games. Let's just play. Not play, say play games. Let's play around with this and say, OK, let's just make a hypothetical point of view. Right. We come and say Trump basically does what he's supposed to do. do right. We've already seen AOC. There has been reports that if you look at it carefully, she hasn't even backed the people challenging people in the Democratic Party running, right? And she had, like, you know, because basically she hasn't backed the progressive challengers to the corporate Democrat to ready hold office. And people are kind of surprised, right? And people would even, I've seen people say she's breaking with Bernie Sanders. And I still haven't had the podcast I wanted to, to, to really talk about Bernie. But I would say this, I would say this, Bernie Sanders has never, he basically never bucked the system in the sense that he bucks the system in a, from a safer angle. So he, Elizabeth Warren gets, gets credited for working with the system and being progressive supposedly, but still saying she's capitalist and she's, and she is working, she wants to change the system, right? And Bernie Sanders has the reputation of burning down the system. But you can't, right? But then he, he has his reputation, but he backed really, like when he lost to Hillary, he still campaigned for her. He campaigned for Hillary more than Obama, more than Hillary did for Obama, right? People talk about the Bernie bros, more Bernie bros voted for Hillary than Hillary Clinton supporters voted for Obama in 2008. It's a fact, right? He has never even challenge, well, that's a challenge. He's never criticized, he doesn't criticize Chuck Schumer at all, right? Even when it comes to Joe Biden, he literally says Joe Biden, his friend, he literally says Joe Biden is not corrupt. To me, that doesn't sound like somebody who's challenging the system. That's just being honest, right? So when you label something and you say, he, AOC is breaking from Bernie, I don't really know how you can actually say that, in my opinion. Because, and you look at it, Bernie himself, I can't say he doesn't, he does buck this system, but he bucks it probably in a more aggressive way than Elizabeth Warren would. I'll give you this. So this is why he would say, I'm a Democrat, I'm a, I'm a Democratic socialist, and I'm not a socialist, right? Where, when you say you're Democratic socialist, you're, you're like half in, half out. So like, you know, when you say socialism is like half communism, half capitalism, you're a democratic socialist, you're even, so like, let's say a real socialist is 50-50, you're a democratic socialist, you're like 75-25, you're, you're actually 75% capitalist, 25% communist in that sense, right? So you're actually more capitalist than a socialist. That is not someone who's bucking the system. So when we say AOC is breaking from him, no, she's actually going even more to the capitalist end. Right, so you know how he's 75-25, she's 90-10. Capitalist to, to, to socialist, right? And, well, well capitalist or communist. Well, and you look at that, but then she has the reputation of being him, and he has the reputation of being a three-straight socialist. So you see how all this stuff is about branding. 
right? So she, AOC wins. She gets her in 2018. And then in 2020, here's a good question. Would AOC back someone like herself in 2020? The answer is no, obviously not. And as much as I might try to look at this and say this is a critique at AOC, this is more a critique at the left. The left believes that Bernie was this ultimate leader that can't be, that can't be, um, his integrity can't be compromised. AOC is this upstart young woman who she's going to be the future leader of our party. Or their, well, their party, not my party, right? And here's the reality of it. If you're on the left and you want change, at the end of the day, you can't depend on change from a person who's already a politician. You have to, in a sense, take over the left, right? Like, so, okay, so for instance, when a person is going to, for any type of election, right? There's people within your party, there's groups, there's, there's groups, whether it's, let's say on the left, it's activist groups, environmental groups, whoever, right? That you go to, and those people in those specific groups command a lot of people under them, right? Like when Joe Biden won South Carolina, he went to certain people, and they were able to, the leaders in the community were able to instruct people how to vote. That's actually how you change, right? You change by taking over those positions, right? So if you're on the left and you're saying, you know, you got some people into minority groups, I mean, into minority rights, some people into environmental rights, some people into warm feminist rights, some people into gay rights, then you take over that. And when these people want to be elected, you go, they go to these people who are in charge of these different areas within the left wing or sphere, and then you can direct them. And then what happens is when they go to you, and then you you get they get elected, you can you can check their power because if they don't do what you say or what they agreed on, then what ends up happening is you can then kind of nag on the agreement and back their next opponent in the next two years if it's somebody for the representatives or four years if it's somebody for president. Pretty simple. But if you expect the person themselves who are running to be your leaders of your left, that is never going to work. Because when they're running, for, when they're running they're a part of the system. That's how it goes. They're literally a part of the system. And this is why, this is why I, I, I actually created this podcast, Political Ramble. Because I wanted to tell people, this is how life operates. The, politics is a game. It's a science. It's a game, Right? Not even saying it's bad, but this is the reason why people don't like politics. Because politicians are perceived as being inauthentic. I'm not a Bernie Sanders supporter, but why I was respecting him because he's authentic. And I still think he's authentic. I think Bernie Sanders is somebody who didn't want to... People forget, Bernie Sanders... This is what the problem is when people... When the Elizabeth Warren sexist stuff was coming in, right? People were saying Elizabeth Warren, Bernie's a sexist, blah, blah, blah. If you want to, if you do it in the political game, or you are, you are understanding politics, observing politics, following politics, everyone knows common knowledge. That in two thousand sixteen, before Bernie ran, he he wanted, he tried to get Elizabeth Warren to go to run a Hillary Clinton. He wanted Elizabeth Warren to be the left of what Hillary Clinton was. When Elizabeth Warren said no, Bernie Sanders decided to run. So what does this tell me? Bernie Sanders doesn't really want to be president. And then if you if you fact he wants to be the leader of his movement. But he doesn't want to actually be president. He wants to be a dude. And I can't you know, say that for sure. I'm just saying how I perceive it. As a person who can check power. 
But once you go on, once you once you basically sit on the throne, you are not part of the system. You, 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 there's a limit of how much you can check power, and that's the thing people don't really understand. There's a limit how much power can be checked, and so when you look at it from that aspect, AOC is probably a worse version than Bernie, where Bernie. You know, I, I'm. I gotta. You know, I don't know if he wants to. If, if he, maybe he did want to become president. It's just something I know. This is something I'm. I'm interpreting based on his his actions, right? AOC, literally, is far less authentic than Bernie. Far less. She's far more calculating. Even when she endorsed Bernie, she didn't do it early. And I'm telling you right now, the reason why she endorsed Bernie because Elizabeth Warren made certain mistakes. That she knew if she endorsed Elizabeth Warren, it would hurt her in the progressive wing, which is her which is her primary wing. So then, when she endorsed Bernie, or rather, when she endorsed Bernie, yes, it was it was more it was more calculating. She had to at that point, and it was safer. That's the difference. So, and and don't get me wrong, I'm a big Tulsi Gabbard guy. I'm a big Andrew Yang guy. They they enjoy they endorsed Joe Biden. And and we can't even spin why. Like you can you can try to spin it, you can't, because if Joe Biden won, then you endorse him, right? When Joe Biden officially won a Democratic nomination, then you endorse him. You don't endorse him when a Democratic nomination is still going on. You don't. So Tulsi and Andrew Yang, they disappointed me too. So I'm an equal opportunist critique. I'm not gonna just critique the people who I don't like. I don't like AOC. I don't think she's authentic. But at the same time, I'm not gonna critique. I'm not going to be like, well, I'm going to give Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard a pass. I'm not doing that in the end of the day. Not. Right? So from, from that aspect, you could look at it and then you can say AOC literally is a more da- a very dangerous Trojan horse because there are people on the left. And this is why. Because I, you know, I'm a person who's independent. Right? And I'm a person who naturally, like if you, if you, if this was a perfect world, there's no question I would, I would be a leftist, right? I mean, I believe in rights for all. I also believe in the aspect of the government by itself. Again, this isn't a perfect world. This isn't a perfect world. Um, is a big enough institution to enable certain things to take place that will benefit the society. I believe in that too. I believe in in a, in a in a keen like if you're not gonna have true spirituality, meaning true spirituality, we have religion. So as long as we have religion, and not, if we had true spirituality, I would actually say I believe that church and state should be one. But because we don't, we have religion. I say no, church and state shouldn't be one. So there's certain things the left have. I believe in a woman's right to vote. I'm not obviously the right to vote, but even the right to have an abortion. I believe in protecting the environment if it's sincere. So people will hear that and say, well, then you're a leftist. No, I'm not. I said a perfect world. The government, the best talent goes into the private sector. So the government takes the rejects, right? There's no way in hell I want a sector of rejects trying to initiate certain things for the whole society. I don't want that. No, hell no. You don't want that. Same thing. The left, what we call the left is basically made up of many different groups, sometimes too many different groups who have nothing in common. And the reason why this comes in because, the, the reason why this is, is because there's an element of the left, the corporate left, 
that hijacks authentic movements and use them for their own agenda. So though I, I do believe in feminism, though I believe, obviously I'm a minority, I do believe in minority rights, right? I do believe in certain things. I also know that these things were also hijacked by certain groups on the left and hijacked in a way where they're no longer authentic. So when you're back in those groups, you lose credibility. You see? So at the same time, when I'm critiquing, I'm, I'm the guy that's, the, to me, the example of a person who should be on the left but knows better and how people on the left will lose people like me because they're not authentic. They have a very idealistic way of seeing things and they care more about, how would I put this? They care more about appearances and ideas than real life. So what I mean by ideas in real life, they love the idea of minority rights. They love the idea of even socialism. But they don't fight for it. You see? They love the rights. They love to talk about things like the environment. You know, they get into organic foods and things like that, but they don't support farmers. You know, farmers, farming tend to be Republican, right? Or, or, or people on the right. Right, they like they love minority rights, but the minorities have to. St- what is it? Walk a straight line, meaning I'm a gun guy. If I say I like guns, if I say I, I love America, and I I think the the best, most, the most powerful thing of America is state rights, individual states like own, their own little countries, and I believe that's supposed to be that should be protected. As a minority, they will look at me and say something's wrong with me. You see. Which is the difference, right? Why? Because I'm, supposed, I'm, I'm expected to, to walk a straight line. And, and there has to be the line that they draw. And so, fuck, because of that, it becomes much harder then to get people who are looking at this from an everyday life thing. Yes, climate change is a problem. But can you translate that to every life to a person who's not educated... No offense to people, anyone who's not educated, but I'm just keeping it real. Can you translate that to something that they can understand? You can't. When you talk about minority rights, as much as, as, much as I understand civil rights and things like that, you have to translate that, do a better job translating it to 65% of the country who's not minorities. And then even amongst the other 35% of who are minorities, some of them might be affluent minorities. Some of them might be upper middle class minorities. Some of them, some of them might be middle class minorities. And they're going to have a different point of view than somebody else who is a minority, who is in an impoverished neighborhood. So you have to, they don't, the people on the left don't really understand the concept of everyday life. I had a friend who told me, he told me he was critiquing Donald Trump. And, you know, you know, all this impeachment stuff, and I was like, "Oh, do you, do you understand that Donald Trump actually his 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 approval ratings went up after impeachment? Because this is almost like something the people on the left don't realize. Like, as much as you hated Trump, Trump was more popular than the Democrats. So, if, so when you understood that, you have to kind of critique him from a certain way, where you understand that before you go into it. Like, meaning before you critique him, you have to sort of understand his popularity." That's the difference. And I don't think they do that with anything at all, right? And so in that sense, when you look at something like AOC, I think 
Because I think if you look at, like, if you look at why Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang were so popular, and trust me, they were popular. Don't look at how they performed only in the final results when it comes to the election, the primary process. Remember, they don't have backing at all from the media. They, Tulsi and Andrew Yang outlasted freaking senators and people who were con- in Congress who had backings, who had big don't call me bookers of the world kamala harris of the world kamala harris said she told tulsi gabbard that she was a top tier candidate tulsi gabbard was a second tier candidate and tulsi gabbard lasted longer than kamala harris so understand no tulsi gabbard and andrew yang had big popularity even bernie obviously bernie sanders had big popularity and what do bernie tulsi gabbard and andrew yang have they actually have more republican support than anyone on the left Believe it or not, right? They had more support, obviously, from independents than anyone on the left. So when you understand that, you have to then realize when you're AOC, you're not only polarizing, which is fine because Bernie's polarizing to some extent, but you're not authentic. And you represent the qualities that you have a hard time putting together in this language of everyday people, Right? And what ends up happening is you're almost guaranteeing that the power structure stays in the right. Because make no mistake about it, when you look at corporate Democrats, they're centrist and they lean more to the right than they do to the left. There's, there's people who literally became, there's people who literally would tell you they prefer Donald Trump being president than Bernie Sanders, right? So that tells you that the people in the left or the, no, no, no. The corporate left or, or the corporate Dems prefer, let's say, Trump as president than Sanders as president. So if you're AOC and now you are working with those people, you almost be not only are you becoming them, you are almost a Trojan horse because you are actually in some ways worse than Elizabeth Warren was. Elizabeth Warren wasn't calling herself a socialist like AOC is, right? Elizabeth Warren, as much as people critique her, myself included, she's pretty standard. Like she's like she kind of like she never like she never said she's gonna burn the system down. That's why I never backed her. But she's kind of standard. When you got people like AOC and to a lesser extent Bernie, they got everyone drinking the Kool Aid like they're gonna burn the system down. They have no intentions of doing that. That's just that's just being one hundred. Even when I even when I come in as an Andrew Yang guy, and I'm still Yang Gang, right? Even when I come in from that. If you look at Andrew, Andrew was an idea guy. Andrew loved Barack Obama, right? So, in a sense, when you look at him carefully, he never was, he wasn't going to burn the system out either. His ideas was. You know, Tupac had a saying that said, I'm not going to change the world, but I'm going to inspire the man who does. That's like Andrew. So, at the end of the day, I was, I was more, I was a little bit, I was kind of pissed when he backed Biden. But at the same time, when I thought about it, and I looked at his record. How could I think he wasn't going to back Biden as he did? Because Andrew is more about his ideas. That's why you see when we talk about a government stimulus check, that's almost a form of UBI. Andrew's ideas will far outlast even Andrew. So he's different. But I'm warning the Dems. They talk all this stuff about Bernie and stuff like that. I, I, no, not Bernie, Biden, I'm sorry. But I had a problem with alternative left media for a long time. And when they treated Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang the way they did, it kind of confirmed certain stuff for me. So when I still see people in the alternative left community, um, the alternative left media, the Young Turks of the world, 
the Kyle Kalinske's of the world, a lot of YouTube celebrities, right? When I see that, in the end, I'm telling them right now, if you are backing her, she's worse for your party than even Joe Biden is. Because at the end of the day, Joe Biden, he's, you kind of know what Joe's going to do too. Joe is not even pretending to be a progressive. Joe is like, Medicare for all. I'm going to, I'm going to, if, if, even if Congress themselves passed it, I would overrule it. That's literally what Joe Biden said. So guess what? He's still more authentic than she is. So if that's your face in the future, good luck with that one. This is Cyrus King for another, for another political ramble. Till next time, peace.